Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on CookieCast it's the part 2 of our Game of the Year 2019 edition. Um, it's still me and Sam and we're just uh, we're going to cover the rest of the year and then name our Games of the Year. So if you haven't already, listen to part 1 and if you have, check out part 2. So here we go, this is CookieCast Game of the Year 2019. Um, looking at the list, the last one that is a game I played, but it's one of those, uh, Dirt Rally 2.0. Any I have no stronger feelings. Any surprises on this one? It's a dirt game. It's a rally game. It plays like a dirt rally game. Um, I'm sure it's fine. If anything, it was a little bit hard. Um, literally, the way they make dirt games now is they make one that's probably a little bit too easy, and then they make one that's a little bit too hard. And they get criticised. Is it both. Dirt Rally the one where the handling is proper strange? It, you uh, Dirt games are always the same. You have to learn how to play a dirt game. And then, just about the time that you've got, you think you've got it, they send you to like Norway or Sweden and you have to race in the snow. And it's just impossible. Not really my type of game, to be honest. I, I, love, I, I don't know one way. Another one. I love a, I love a dirt game. Um, stuff here that... Uh, there's like... Dead or Alive 6. I have no strong feelings one way or the other. Toe Jam and L, Back in the Groove. Oh, is that the, was that the uh, that remake? Was the, uh, the one that was kick-started. Yeah, again, I've not played it, but then I don't really have a lot of nostalgia for the Mega Drive, so... Right then, we're into March, and as we all know, March brought us... I thought Anthem was March, but evidently not. Seems so, the back end of February. Um, March brought us... An absolute stonker of a game. An absolute beauty. Both you and I played it. I believe we've played it multiple times at this point in time. It's already been mentioned. Let's talk Devil May Cry 5. Oh. I'm, I was toying with this probably possibly be my game of the year. Even when it came out, I was Me like, too. "This, this is going to be this is going to be a tough act to follow." I mean, I, I'm not going to. I I'm, I love Devil May Cry games. I love those kind of um, those spectacle fighter style games, and. I thought Devil May Cry, Cry 5 was a real return to form. I thought it was far better than 4. Um, I love Devil May Cry 4. Um, like, true, like an actual true love. I have a love for that game. I thought um, 4 was like a real drop in quality after 3. I know I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. and I'm fine with that. I, I actually need. might say that Devil May Cry 5 might, actually, might be my favourite Devil May Cry game. Like I played it through and the only thing that, the only real fault I have with it is it's a bit drab in places. Mm. You know, yeah, it's I quite grey. what you're saying. Um, but in terms of the combat engine, in terms of uh, like all the characters, or even the story's good the, fun. So I was going to come on to the characters. Something that I feel that they really did really well with Five is, again, another bold choice. They brought a new character in. Yeah. And a new playable character. I mean, obviously, when you have V four, was interesting because I mean we've like we've got Nero and da- Nero and Dante play largely as you expect them to. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like it's spoilers to say that Dante is in Devil May Cry 5. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, he doesn't turn up until a bit later, but he's in it, don't worry. Uh, Nero, it kind of starts off with Nero, who's kind of a bit more basic, much like he was in 4, really. Um, yeah. But he's got the... Um, super robot. The super robot arms, yeah. 
It has interchangeable metal arms. I mean, I feel at this point in time, explaining what's going on in Devil May Cry 5, which, as we've just discussed, came out in March, is probably a little granny-sucking eggs at this point. If you've played it, you know what we're talking about. And if you haven't, I guess you're probably not going to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess... Um, I, so if you if you if you aren't sure whether um, whether it's you know if you liked that kind of game before, I would again I sort of assume you've already picked it up. Yeah, um, I, I I was really impressed by the fact that they'd actually gone out on a limb and done the his new playable character, and for 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 whichever way you want to look at it, Dante and Nero are essentially indestructible demon characters. You know they're. Which one is it? Is it the first one where Dante gets impaled by his own In the first cutscene, yeah, Trisha. And then then he's like, oh, do I want to pull it out of me this way or do I want to go all the way through? It's like stuff like that. You know, they're they're both fairly indestructible. Obviously, when you play the game, you can die. That's a thing. But nothing in the cutscenes would suggest that that's ever the case. I suppose it depends on what difficulty you're playing. Because I played it through on... um, uh, would it be Devil Hunter difficulty? Normal, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I played it through again on um, the hard mode, uh, pretty much like a, maybe a week afterwards. Um, and I will say that, it, in general, I found the difficulty curve quite well uh, well calibrated, apart from the final boss, who's an absolute fucker. Because I refuse to use any of the golden orb things, because um, I feel like that just kind of makes it too easy. And the last boss... Um, absolutely pummeled me many many times until i uh but weirdly when i played it through on hard it's not that much more difficult than standard because like he already took half your health bar off every mm-hmm. time he hit you so you had to work out because i basically never used like the um is it dante's royal guard one like the the counter style one um and that's basically how he beat the last boss with mm-hmm. he went out he's like counter all of his moves and it's yeah. it, you, you you gotta get good um, yeah, loved it. The interesting thing about V is that V is a vulnerable character. Yeah, he's like got sort of satellite characters, which is interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure it always quite works. Uh, it feels a bit wonky sometimes. Just a, 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 a bold choice that paid off. It can pay off people. Bold choices can be... And again, from a PC perspective, uh, again, Capcom's Wizards somehow made yeah. that thing run on like an absolute dream. It would, again, it would run on a box of crackers. I had it running at 4K at 60 FPS on now quite modest hardware. So, who knows how they do it. Yeah, I, I, I think we were talking at the time we like when it came out and when we were playing it. It's like, it's, it's early doors, but this is up there towards game of the year already. It's, you know, they, they take their time... They they marinate those games and it shows you know these these are games that other companies need to learn from you know don't release an Assassin's Creed game every year look what happened the time that they didn't and you know those sorts of things um, yeah I mean I've not are they doing an Assassin's Creed I'm assuming they can't be doing an Assassin's Creed game this year so they've announced well this this year is all but done isn't it they've announced what the next one is. I think it's no surprise to people what the next one is, uh, but it's going to be Vikings. Right, I assume um, they do Japan. And you gonna you're gonna play as Ragnar. It feels like an Assassin's Creed like ninja game would like make complete sense to me, yeah. but I'm yeah, surprised they haven't done Japan. There's loads of stuff that gets pitched. I know at one point that people were like, "We need like a World War One Assassin's Creed game," 
Yeah, uh, wasn't Worlds and Three? Was that like Civil War? Or Civil War, like? yeah. The well, it's it's not even that one. It's the uh, I I've only played the pirate one, which I liked. Black Flag and Two, which I sort of enjoyed but never finished. I've played all of the mainstream ones. I haven't played any. Uh, of the... People have recommended that I pick up uh, Origins and Odyssey. Just because they're very different, and the stuff that pissed yeah. me off in the older games probably isn't there anymore. Yeah, I mean they're still hundred-hour games, mm. um, which I can't imagine is your thing. But I, I mean, obviously, I'm with not my necessarily game against a large game. I just don't like games that waste my time, and I have a feeling that Assassin's Creed is more than willing to waste my time. I, I just played it. I just played it and played it and played it and played it, and then I finished it, and I was like, that's probably the game that's. You know, I, I was putting it up against Spider-Man and God of War, where everybody was telling everyone else, oh, Spider-Man game of the year. God of War, absolutely game of the year. And I was like, these aren't the games that you told them. Of course, I, I'm not only the PlayStation, last year was slim pickings for me. Yeah. Um, Devil May Cry 5. Definitely like up say, there with the game of the year. It's going to slide in. I... Until I've gone through the list, I couldn't tell you where, but it, I mean, it's up there as a fighter for Game of the Year. I've seen the list, there's some of the lists for the actual Game of the Year awards. There's a game on there that we'll come to that um, I I would have, at, at a particular point, given my Game of the Year award to, and I so wanted to, and then... It touched me. I was going to see when a certain game came out, because I'm not sure if you'll have got this one. So, jumping from Devil May Cry 5, uh, one that you won't have played, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, uh, Tom Clancy's The Division 2. I have played it, I believe I recently traded it in, because I was like, I'm not going to play it. Um, one of the rare occasions... Very rare occasions where a sequel to something is better than the original. I would say video games, it happens quite often. Yeah, it does. Um, it's fairly true in other media, but... but... Tom Clancy's The Division 2 was hands down better than the first because it just was. I really enjoyed The Division 2. Towards the back end, there were some missions where I was a bit like, oh, this is starting to feel like the first I one. didn't get wonderful reviews, did I? I thought it got no. fairly lukewarm response, no. like a lot of Ubisoft's games. But I enjoyed it. A game that came out that I wished I could have played, but I knew I wouldn't have been able to, was the Sekiro Shadow. I didn't even Tons. try. Um, all I heard about it was that, that, it, that it will... It is hard as balls. Hard as balls. And I like, I'm okay at games. Um, like right. I said, I, I completed Devil May Cry 5 on hard. Um, so I, I must be okay at like fighting games. And Sekiro, all I was told is like it'll just repeatedly make you lose your rag. And it's like, maybe I won't play Sekiro. Yeah. Then I'm okay the, with not losing my unfortunately rag. Unfortunately for me, there is a little bit too much of the what is now known as the Souls game genre. I don't fall into their target audience i play all i don't mind that i don't mind them um i don't think they i think dark souls in particular did like a lot of copycats i feel like the copycats didn't quite understand what made um the souls like as as good as they were mm. um but sekiro i'm sure it was excellent it was made by from software it sounded like it was really uh, good, and i hear it's excellent not from this guy final fantasy 7 
What, what was that released on? The Nintendo Switch and the Xbox One. Final Fantasy VII is 22 years old. It's a probably quite dated game. Uh, right, what's the next one? Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered. I heard wasn't a good remaster, which is why... Well, it wasn't a very good remaster. Probably, well, probably the least popular Assassin's Creed game. No one really loves 3 that much. Uh, Darksiders War Mastered Edition for the Switch, I'm going to go out and say. Yeah, for the Switch. I actually did... Be, I, I actually did play the original Darksiders this year. Not on the Switch, but I uh, I gave the original Darksiders another go. And you know what? Still a great game. It's a really good Zelda-like, and the War Mastered Edition has a nice upgrade. It's nice upgrade to textures and stuff. Right, we are now into April, I believe, and there is a game here that I played. I went out on a limb on this game and was pleasantly surprised. Uh, World War Z. As you can see, it is in my collection currently. I did not trade it in because I believe in it. Uh, a game that people were like, don't get that. It's gonna, it's not going to be very good, and it's not going to be this. And it's, oh, oh, I don't think it's going to get very good reviews. And then it did literally the opposite. It got fantastic reviews. It was a game that retained its price as well. Like it was one of those that months later was still. I have to admit. I mean, game. I feel like I've missed something here because I know almost nothing about it. It's what? What kind of game is it? It's made by the people that made Left 4 Dead. Oh, right, so it's one of those kind of and things. It's, and it's a third-person version of Left 4 Dead. Right, so I played uh, I played Left 4 Dead, I played uh, Vermintide as well, which is very similar to Left 4 Dead. A game that had a lot, I believe, from what I've seen, got a lot of criticism, was Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, again, I don't really play fighting games I anymore. Don't. Another game that got, I believe, got a lot of criticism was Days Gone. Yes, it did. It was supposed to be released as a certain type of game. Everybody was like, oh, this game's going to be great. It was released. It got very bad reviews. Was Days Gone... I might be getting mixed up here. Was Days Gone the... Um, is that an Xbox one? Am I getting mixed up here? Uh, that's PlayStation 4. And it was... Guy, guy on motorbike deals with zombie hordes. Oh, I am getting mixed up, but I know which one you mean now. And it was... Uh, uh, did not get good reviews. There's so many zombie games, I just they all kind of blur into one. Oh, we're back. So let's just check the... Uh, we're into May of 2019. I have a feeling I know where we're going in May. Um, I have a feeling this one might get a shoeing. Because mm. we know we made this game, don't we? Let's talk about Rage 2. Yeah, Rage 2 was... If I had to have, an... if I had to have the worst game I've played this year... It will 100% go to Rage 2 because it was rubbish. I reviewed Rage 2 on a podcast. I believe I reviewed it as a true insult to gamers. It's not, it's just... I can't even like, it's not even like completely horribly wretched. It's just so boring and so done. It's just an insult. The fact that that game had eight main missions oh yeah you could finish again much like uh, Dragon Age Inquisition it's got a mandatory amount of faffing about time it extends its playtime I go oh you have to go and get rid of this number of band go accounts and, do this. and open these you know checkpoints it, it was a truly awful I think the most annoying thing is that like it's not 
the actual core combat engine, like the, the feel of the guns or the superpowers, actually really good. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Doom. Yeah. It's really fast. It, invo- it encourages you to uh, kill enemies like sort of quickly and efficiently so that it encourages really ballsy play mm. and then gives you fuck all to do with and those. they did nothing with it. It's, it's like, like you're fighting the same bandits that you yeah. are. When, you, when, when, you know, when you're Mr. Retardo at the start of the game, sure, like, I had to knock the difficulty up a notch to even have a hope of dying. It was so. It, it was so. It was so all over the shop as well. They'd have like you'd have two camps next to each other. This camp, you could walk in with your eyes closed and fall over and kill every single enemy that was in there. This camp, you'd go into and it'd be like, "Why am I? De- why did I die walking through the door? I didn't even get my gun out. What the fuck's going on there?" It was such a. It was just like it was like something spinning round. Like somebody spinning around on a chair, blowing raspberries, the game. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, it's like, do you want to fight Bandit with a gun, or Robot with a gun, or Mutant with a gun? It's like, how any of the. And none of them play even slightly differently. Oh, there might be a Bosch about to circle strafe and shoot a glowing weak spot. Yeah. It was so dull. It, it's, it's a shame because that combat engine, like in a good game, yeah. could have been some great fun. Yeah, it was. It, it was an insult to get. And enough. whenever you cleared a stupid bandit camp, you had to spend five minutes searching around for trash. And more often than not, that just infuriated me because I'd be like, "Where's the bit that I need? Where's the thing I need? Oh, you've hidden it in a stupid fucking place. Well, aren't you clever? Aren't you? Didn't you make such a good game? Oh, didn't you do but well because so... you hid it somewhere? You fucking." It's, the thing is, if, if you want to do like a, you know, and like Doom, just do like a, you know, a full-on first-person, you know, full-on first-person shooter. You know, it's all you know, sort of aggressive, aggressive, you know, game. Not much downtime, but then it just like the pace just drops to an absolute crawl. Yeah. It feels it wrong. It was a prop. I, I just keep saying it was an insult to gamers, and it was an insult to games. And it was just garbage. Who made that game again? I know who. If you're saying who published it, I know Avalanche made it. Um, Who published that game? Bethesda published it. Bethesda, a game company that I have made no comment about previously and uh, hatred for gamers. But yeah, I mean, Rage, Rage 2. Rage 2, was, it's I, I, probably, it probably goes on list of worst game of the year. Um, whether it gets that title... Unless you've played something worse. I mean, oh, uh, I couldn't sell it fast enough. I had to get it out of the house. I believe I paid fifteen quid for it and felt thoroughly robbed. You paid fifteen quid for a for a game that was if you'd have, if they'd have given you twenty pounds to play that game, that might have been a little bit. I better. think the the worst part is I did complete it, and I'm not even sure why I bothered. Yeah, your life was enhanced in any way by doing that. Something I didn't play, but I believe you might have done. We're still in May. Still in May. Castlevania Anniversary Collection. I did not play it, so I've almost certainly played them. I'm wondering when we come to another Castlevania-like, which I definitely did play. Um, we've got a couple of things that have uh, repeated. Assassin's Creed 3 remastered for the Switch. Resident Evil for the Switch. Resident Evil 4 for the Switch. Resident Evil 0 for the Switch. Uh, da, 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 da. We're coming up to a Castlevania-like very shortly. 
Ooh, Cricket 19. Uh, one of my pro We've already come to my game of the year, Cricket 19. I love cricket. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm hit, wait, still waiting for the I'm first game of it to ever finish. June at this point. Yes. Yeah. Probably into so. the probably into the summer drought period as well, as usual. Is it Octopath Traveller? Uh, no, I believe I actually do like Octopath uh, Traveller, but uh, it came out on the Switch, so I don't think that really counts as this year. I think the PC release was this year, though. Ooh, my friend Pedro. I've not played it. I um, I've it been, it. been sitting in my wish list for a while. Get it played. It's a great game. I played it on the Switch. I'm just uh, going to check when another game came out because I feel like we've missed what would could well be my uh, get one of my games of the year. Really. Yeah. Um, I it's one of those that I don't want to go over it again because I did do a specific podcast where I reviewed this um, thoroughly enjoyable game great game to play on the Switch great game to play on the handheld version of the Switch um, just a just a great I, game the, my the, one of my games here did come out in May so I'm just going to go sort of come back to Double it back. Um, and I'm surprised we missed it it's a game uh, it's actually an Epic Store exclusive I know it's on PS4 as well a game called Observation That's the not two thousand and one Space Odyssey, the video game. You play as you, you play as an AI in a uh, spaceship. It's more of a, like a narrative driven game. But it's really high quality, really high uh, budget stuff. Um, it's kind of like a space horror game viewed from the lens of a uh, AI. You basically you start the game essentially. You come back online and everything's fucked. You've got one crew member who's just managed to, you know, get your core back online, and you've got to help that crew member sort of get things back online and work out what the fuck is going on. So that's a great setup for anything, I would say. Yeah. Um, and the the acting and the writing, fantastic. It's nothing you've not seen before. If you've seen, uh, you know, Sunshine and uh, Two Thousand and One and Event Horizon, yeah. we've all been here before. But it just sells it so well. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not anything new, but it does something old really, really, really well. I thought it was amazing. One of the best games I've played. And if, I'd almost put it as a shoe-in for the game for game of the year. And if anyone... It's, that premise sounds even vaguely interesting. It's more of a puzzly style game, because obviously you, you don't have a body. You, mm. you play as an eye. You basically go around the cameras of a ship, sort of helping out the, the crew members sort of piece things together. Uh, and who was that published by? Devolver Digital. Of course it was. Oh. Lovely Devolver Digital who can seemingly do no wrong. They can do no wrong. Because that was my friend uh, Pedro, that was Devolver Digital. It was. Uh, um, but yeah, sorry about that, but it was a really, really good sort of indie game, I guess. It feels a bit too high budget to be an indie game. It feels like that sort of middle ground, nowhere like Hellblade and the like live. Mm. It's obviously got a, a budget behind it and a team behind it. But the, the, the concept isn't really going to be mass market, I don't think. We're into July now. The back end of June didn't bring as much it's, of I'm pretty certain another game came out in June that I played and thoroughly enjoyed as well. Which was uh, Bloodstained. I saw that was on there. Didn't... Bloodstained is a game I kickstarted about five years ago. It was not... It was not it's, it's not Castlevania. Because uh, Konami um, basically don't make games anymore. Konami just um, fart about uh, occasionally releasing like a Castlevania compilation. So we don't make new games. So um, Koji Igarashi, who made the um, like Symphony of the Night and the Game Boy Advance games, went on and did his own Kickstarter, so, but obviously couldn't use the Castlevania name. 
anime Bloodstained, which is basically the Castlevania game you all, you know, people have been wanting for five years. Longer than five years, probably. Um, really, really, really excellent game. Incredibly well designed. Um, if you like your Metroidvania style games, fantastic. I would thoroughly recommend it. The only problem with it is, is the price is bonkers. 35 quid for a 2D platformer. It's like, you're not Nintendo. Yeah. That, because I, I sort of, I got it for free. I got it for, I, I paid 15 quid or however much I cost, I pay, paid to kickstart it that many uh, years ago. But 35 quid would be a real tough sell. Um, like I say, we're into July. Yep. Um, gamers today that is coming out there's a weird thing in it that keeps saying stuff's coming out on the Switch and I'm like I don't think it did anyway um, a game that is one of my all time favourite games top 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 game Red Faction Gorilla Remastered it's a very clever one because it's on the it's a very clever one um, if I'm honest I got it on the Playstation and almost it, don't ask me to explain it, but I also considered buying it on the Xbox because it's a game that I do enjoy and I will play on both. Um, it, I bought this is I bought it for the laptop a few months before. I can't imagine it would run on it. It probably it doesn't require much to didn't, run. Didn't and Steam had to give me the money back because it wouldn't run in the end. Uh, but it had run previously. Um, it's not a great remaster I feel that there's I do own it I got I, I feel I, there's more they could have done with it um, it's a bit basic doesn't take away from the fact that I love that game um, one of those things that when I look back now I think why did they never do more with the destroying buildings mechanic? well then because the, that was because it was red fact what was the one they did after that was like just a real downgrade the one where you're just basically shooting glowy aliens. The the one that came after was the death of that franchise, unfortunately. I can't even remember um, what it's called. Because obviously that's Gorilla. Is so, it Armageddon or something? Equally nothing. Yeah, and you had, so they gave you the ability to change time. So if a bridge had fallen down, you could like wind back time. I did play it, back. and I can remember. Oh, nothing about it. Oh, it was terrible. It really was terrible. It had really bad reviews, and I got it anyway. So I was like, uh, Red Faction is a freaking great game. And it, it, it I believe I paid like maybe like two or three quid for it from swallow. somewhere. Um, for you, your game of the year. The, the, obviously, this was un until uh, this came out, I would have uh, happily given uh, Devil May Cry 5. But uh, well, unfortunately, your game of the year came out in July. It's right here in front of me. Earth Defense Force Five. And uh, this has been out on the PS4 for quite a while, but it's only just come to PC. Fucking love Earth Defense Force. Earth Defense Force is the stupidest game ever made. It's it's a big playable B movie with giant insects and styrofoam buildings, and it's it's hard to sell without showing someone EDF. <laughs> And even then, it's like, I don't... Either you'll love it just by watching it, or you won't get it at all. <laughs> it's it's kind of... It only really works as a co-op game. It's actually got quite a 
a robust engine behind it, as you know, the class-based system does work. And mostly, it's just whatever the mission pretends to be, you're mowing down thousands and thousands and thousands of giant insects with about a billion different guns. Sounds perfect. It's, it's big, stupid fun. We, 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 me and uh, Cheb often lament the death of the 7 out of 10 action game. <laughs> you, know, you know in yesteryear when you pick up a 7 out of 10 action game and it would cost you about 20 quid? Yeah. EDF is like the ascended form of the 7 out of 10 action game. It knows exactly what it is. It's like, oh, should we have an open world? No, we're not having an open world. We're not having an RPG system. You're having a thousand giant insects, a billion guns, and about a thousand different bugs that we're going to pretend are features. <laughs> and you can shoot thousands of different, thousands of giant insects with your friends. And it, you know, it's just good fun. Like I put, my, I think I put in 150 hours into that game with mates online. And anything is fun with friends. Hmm. But even so, like all I can say is like, ob- regardless of its objective quality, the game I had most fun with this year is Earth Defense Force 5. And as I say often, something that seems to be missing from games <laughs> at the moment is actual fun. It's just big, dumb fun. You just like it's a game where you can drop a nuke on your teammates if you feel like it. Um, unless you are aware of anything else, we're moving into August now. It feels like there's not much over the next couple of months. So, we're, we're seeing a real drought here. So, the first one that's on the list for August is Madden NFL 20. For me, personally, I love a Madden game. I haven't actually picked up this version of Madden, and I have sold uh, NFL 19, um, Madden 19. I sold it because it was in the big, the big buy of... I bought two games for £110 and needed a little bit of something to trade in. I haven't picked up Madden because they're just so freaking expensive. And they're not a game that you're going to spend weeks on end playing. You're going to play them a bit, then you'll come back to them a bit later. And throughout the year, they get their money's worth. But they're so expensive. They're like 60 quid. It's a sports game. And they are what they are. They're designed for uh, people to pick up and play bits and bobs, aren't they? Not? Yeah. But I, I, I feel that they... They're not really my thing, they so... Need to, they need to price them a little better, I feel. Um, I'm scrolling quite a lot. now. There's one, game, there's one game that came out in August that I have played, and that's... Uh... Here is the thing. So, there is a game here that came out in August that we're going to talk about. I believe at this point in time you still haven't played this game. I have played it, I have spoken about it on other podcasts, and this would have been Game of the Year at the time that I played it, if bad things hadn't happened towards the back end. That game is Control. I would like to play Control a great deal, but it's uh, on PC at least, it's uh, stuck on the Epic Store, and the problem with being stuck on the Epic Store is that nothing ever goes on sale, and I'm not paying 50 quid for it. No. Uh, un- unfortunately... Because of what I experienced with this game, I can't recommend you. So what they've said is that... Because Control is actually on the list for... uh, The official list for Game of the Year. Um, It wouldn't surprise me if it gets it. It looks really interesting. It is. Um, It looks really up my alley as well. It's like a a narrative single play basis. Yeah, it sounds 
they made an amazing world which is what people are saying is probably going to make it stand out from other games is the world they created is amazing you think about the fact that control is set in a building it's not an open world game you don't go to other places is it the raid you walk into a building yeah basically you walk into a building and that's where you stay for the entire game you do go to like there are I don't want to ruin anything, but there are there's like dimensional things and yeah, you know you go to. But he's got a very very a very clear sense of place. Uh, um, I feel like Mirror's Edge was similar in that it it always it it was you know what I mean. It a lot with its yeah. uh, a lot with a little. Um, it's gun is this super cool shape changing gun. It's like a revolver, but it it, it does various things. And the character uh, has abilities that you get more and more abilities as the game goes on. At the point that I was like, man, you know the one thing this game needs? This game needs the ability to like to like levitate. If you could levitate, that'd be super cool. And within five minutes of that, the character could levitate. I was like, I think this is game of the year. And then it got too hard. And there is a bit in that game. I hear that the console frame rates as well are awful. I hear it runs like a dog. There, uh, There is a bit in that game that I got to and I was like, okay, this is this. And I was just rocketing through it. I was loving every single moment of playing that game. And then I went into this area and it was like, you have to do these different sections. And it was impossible to do. It just wasn't possible. And I was playing it on easy and it wasn't possible to do. Right. And I went away and I did other missions and I got other upgrades and I did... Uh, there was a big boss that I went and killed and I did like levels that I'd left behind and I went and did them and then I went back and I'd upgraded like twice to go back and I still couldn't do it. Is it mandatory? Yeah, it was, it was right. like it was like central main story mission. That's weird. And I had to put the game down and I had to not go back to it. Right. I, st- I still would like to give it a go once. I, so I truly believe somebody like you who plays games on a higher difficulty than me will probably put it on and go, I don't know what you were talking about. I played it, I loved it, it was fantastic. And I imagine if you played it between now and the end of the year, you might end up saying, absolutely game of the year. I might do. It depends whether like Christmas sales are coming up, so it might go to a point where I'm happy. Pay- I feel like once it's on halvesies, I might give it like 20 quid or something is like on the okay. But... It was, it was, for me, it was such a disappointment because, like I say, it was the game that I was going to say was game of the year. And then it all went wrong at the end. And I was so disappointed. I've done, I've done podcasts. I didn't realise Control came out in August. I thought it was later than that. We've got um, Astral Chain. Yeah, probably my disappointment of the year, even if it's not a bad game. Because um, I, I have very sort of high hopes for anything made by Platinum. And Platinum, it was Platinum with Nintendo, and obviously it looked, it was a cyberpunk, it was like a supernatural anime cyberpunk game, and you couldn't get much close to being sort of, you know, up my alley than something like that, so it could look like Silent Mobius. Um, confidence appeal from the Australians there. Uh, and I, I didn't hate it, I felt I liked the combat bits. But it's got all of the like the investigation. You, you play as a police, sort of a cyber policeman, pretty much, and uh, you, there's like investigation elements to it, and I just found them boring. So initially, I was like, "Oh my!" I didn't realise that this was an element in the game. 
this is really interesting. It's like they've gone, we're not going to give you like everything in one go, we're going to give you like this, and then you have to go and do a mystery, and you have to work it out, and you have to collect clues, and you bring the clues back, and you talk to someone, and you have to answer questions. And it was a really interesting At element. first, I agree, it was, it, was, it was really interesting. The first time I did it. Second time around, I was like, cool, I didn't listen to any of the clues, so now I've got no idea, so I'm trying to answer questions that I don't know the answer to. And when I did that, and still got through it, because it didn't matter that I didn't know the answers, because it just gave you the answers. And I was like, you literally just told me that the investigation section of the game doesn't matter at all. I could literally not do it. I think it involves you, you being invest invested in the story. It wouldn't let you not do it. Yeah, yeah. It well, you have to pass have it. So. Any impact? I was like, oh. You just, you just get so. You basically get yeah. the. You get someone said, oh, you're a rubbish policeman. You're a terrible policeman. What? Like all policemen? Jesus. Uh, um, wow. They're all the worst things on the face. Of the but the the problem is, is like it had this. I get the feeling they were trying something a little bit different, particularly after coming off Near Automata was like the biggest selling game I think they ever had, mm. and that was obviously a much more narrative focused game. They were, that was a very story-focused game. The combat was good as well, but the story and the characters drove that. So I think said, let's try something like that again. But the, the main difference is that Nero Tomita's character and story were interesting. And Astral Chain's story is like, have you seen Evangelion? Not spoilers, it's Evangelion. You've seen yeah, this, you've yeah, done it before. Yeah, it was... It's like, oh, I think I've seen this somewhere before. It feels very much like that. It's and straight... They tried to... They... It's like, oh, is the, is the obvious baddie the baddie? Yeah, so stuff like that. You've also got the, um, oh, all these people have got all these different, like, they're kind of like cyber animals. They're like... Yeah, your legions is like the combat sort yeah. of elements of the game. And that and is genuinely interesting. All of the characters lose theirs, and then you get yours back, and you're the only person. And then it's like, oh, do we think that we're going to go around collecting all the others? But it's like the game's going, you don't know. But you have to collect the other ones. And it's like, it is a contrivance. Uh, okay. uh, that bothers me less than I just... I knew that from the start. The problem is, it's like, it's, like it, it's got 15 minute cutscenes. Mm. And if you're going to show me 15 minute cutscenes, they really have to not suck. Yeah. Um, and the voice acting was fine. In both Japanese and English, it was fine. Yeah. But the writing was just so nothingly. And again, like I say, it's, 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 it touts everything as a mystery. And I called all of it... Yeah. Within an hour of playing yeah, the game. Yeah, and that essentially means that they think you're a... Sh that it makes, them, makes it so that they're like, you're an idiot, you don't get this. It's like, I have worked it out. And even then, even if even if the cutscenes were kind of bollocks, because like, 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 you know, I love Bayonetta and no one's pretending that Bayonetta is art. It was just the investigation portions. I just found them boring. Mm. I found, like, it's just like, go and, so, go and solve this guy's bollocks problem. It's like, how about I don't? How about I don't? And say I did. Go and get a vend go and get a drink from a vending machine for this guy. How about I don't? How about I don't do that and do something else like play the actual game? But the combat system really, really good. It was really good because uh, it's you've got the sort of the the chain system. So you know you you basically control the animal hmm. uh, with one stick and your character with the other. And there's lots of interest. It's, it's, it's very interesting. There's loads of depth to it. Um, it's platinum in a nutshell. I really wish they'd forgone some of the visual bells and whistles. And had it run at a full 60. Because it felt very stodgy at 30. And particularly if you're used to... Because my, all of Platinum's other games run at 60. And I think they do so for a reason. Because mm. those style of games... Like Devil May Cry 5 ran at, ran at 60. They generally do. Because that's the sort of game you need a bit more... Um, 
I found, time. I found it very enjoyable. I found it a very enjoyable game. But I will also say I haven't finished it. I actually found it a real struggle to finish in the end. I did so, but it took a while, and I never thought I'd be saying it was a struggle to finish with a, a game by Platinum. And that's why, you know what I mean. If I had to, if I had to rate it, I would give it a three out of five. It's fine, and I just expect so much better out of platinum. We're now into September. Uh, I think you were saying that there's a game quite early on in September that you have played, which is Spyro. Yeah, I played the PC version of Spyro, Spyro the Dragon remake. Um, it's completely unexciting. Uh, it probably came out in the PS4 last year, and it's a visual ground-up redo of Spyro, and it plays exactly like Spyro the Dragon from the PS1 era, and the level design is exactly the same as Spyro the Dragon. And what I can say is that Spyro the Dragon has not aged gracefully. Mm. You play, and it's just so boring, and, like, this was a time when it's like, look, you're in, you can run around in 3D. Yeah. Look at that, 3D! Mm. And that Spyro, it's like, I, I guess running around in 3D was novel then. It was. Now we're going to have to try something a bit different. And it's like... I also have no nostalgia for it, which perhaps doesn't help. Mm. But I played it so, you know, it's not as though there's many 3D platforms you can play these days. And it was... Yeah, I know Ed liked it. I found it very boring. Still in September, we've got a game here that I didn't play. I don't know about you. Uh, Gears 5? No, I wouldn't mind playing. I'm sure it's fine. Game here that I was interested in, but it had such a mix of reviews I couldn't knowingly pick it up. Is a game called Greedfall. I've heard of it. It looked interesting, but I just couldn't get a bead on the review. What is it? What is it exactly? Uh, it's fantasy pirates, from what I. Oh, heard. I do know what you mean. Um... It looked just. It just. It. It piqued my interest, but the reviews were all over the place. Yeah, and I feel like this year you don't necessarily need to settle for anything me mediocre. Dare say it's been really good here. Um, so a game that I believe you and I disagree on uh, is Borderlands Three. I've not played it. I have, and I didn't finish it, and I did trade it in. Um, I would like to play Borderlands 3. I got to what I believed was the final boss, and I couldn't beat what I believed was the final boss, and that stopped me playing the game. The problem with, with Borderlands 3 is, like Control, it's trapped on the Epic Store, so I've got to wait for a, for a price drop in the, the next three years. It turned out that I was mistaken, and it wasn't even the final boss. Um, Borderlands 3 is Borderlands 1 and 2. I wanted something different. Apparently, I was the only person in the world who wanted something I, different. I, I don't think that's fair. Just because Borderlands Bortland. 2 came out, like, seven years ago. It's like, I think it's fair enough to have, like, another game that plays very similar to it now. That's hardly a, a series it's that's a, been absolutely hammered. Uh, for me, it's got a terrible mechanic, which is, oh, here, have a gun. All right, cool. It's not as good as the gun I've got. So? So what the fuck do I want it for? Sell so, it. Uh, okay, hey, have another gun. Right, well this one's even worse than the last one you gave me, right? Well, what do you want me to do with this? Sell it. Right, here's a gun, have this one. Oh, this one's slightly better in one way, but in no other way, shape or form than the one I've got. Yeah, what do you want me to do with this? Sell it. 
That is the principle of Borderlands 3. I honestly <laughs> think Borderlands 3 could learn something, and you're probably not going to hear this phrase very often, Borderlands could learn something from Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Because Ghost Recon Breakpoint had a great weapon system. Every gun you got was better than the one you had. Yeah, That's I mean, I feel like that is Borderlands, though. Um, you could say it's a flawed system, but just getting tons and tons of guns is kind of its thing. You've got a billion guns. Three of them are good. Great. Uh, a game, <laughs> a game you and I both own. I've actually played it. Is Demon X Machina? Yeah, it's not because I. I picked it up because it seems very much like my scene. I've just not got around to playing it. I want to play Armored Core, and I kind of hope it's Armored Core. It's uh, it's it's a mech game. It's, it's it looked a, very much like a seven out of ten game to me. It looked oh, fine. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that I really like about that game is that when you get an upgrade, like if you get something like an upgrade that would be affected your eyes, like you can uh, lock onto targets better. You actually have an actual. You, your eyes are changed. If you've got something that makes you stronger, you get like mechanical arms. If you get something that can make you run faster, you get mechanical legs. Yeah, it you looks. Got, your character physically changes with. I, I noticed when playing the demo that are quite a robust character uh, creator as well. Um, again, it looks cool. It's cool enough for me to buy, but uh, sadly not cool enough for me to have played yet. Um, games that again don't fall into my. Uh, wheelhouse, The Surge 2. I actually bought and played The Surge a while ago, but... Isn't Surge Souls. 2, again, Souls-like? Yeah, Souls. I hear you got, you got some pretty solid reviews. Darksiders 2, the Definitive Edition. I'm assuming that's another Switch one. Switch. Again, I never see any of these things coming out. Right. Uh, for me, personally, I'm not going to go through this game to the nth degree because I've done a podcast on it. Um... I know you have an opinion on this game, is Code Vein. Yes, again, again, I've only played very briefly, um, but did like what I saw. Um, I like its art style, I like its character um, generation stuff, and it's very, 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 very anime, sometimes in a bad way. Mm. But Super anime. I I like it is quite fruity and I did enjoy um, what I did enjoy what I played. It's not it's a Souls like, but I don't think it was particularly difficult yeah. as far as Souls like. So it's Dark goes. Souls without the difficulty, but even Dark Souls without the difficulty is difficult. Um, I bought it, I played it, I got so far, and I was like, for how much I for how much I want to be able to play this game and how much I want to love it, it it's just not happening for me. So I let it go. I quite like that. I like the universe. I like quite a lot about it. Yeah. It's 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 a lot of it. Sort of fights itself because you've got this obvious. You've got the. It wants to be like a kind of a broody, dark kind of game, and then you've got the retarded anime elements mm. that like. So it's like, yeah, that's nice. You want to be a, a broody, dark game, but you are wearing a bikini, and that does sort of. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of that. Um, a conversation I've had today about this game is that the Ghostbusters video game got a remaster. Did it? Yeah, I know proper. What like proper the, the, the Xbox Three Sixty one? Yep, has an actual release. Did what I felt Resident Evil should have done. Came out at like twenty six quid when it was released. Um, unfortunately, uh, from, from reports I've had today, it's not actually all that great. From what wasn't that great to begin with? Was it? Yeah. Um, I remember it being like super underwhelming, even when it came out. 
What's next? Tom Conti's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. A game I have also traded in recently. I have not played it. I've only heard the heard the tales and seen the seen the Metacritic score. I don't need to review it because I reviewed it a lot over a series of weeks, and I think people know my opinion on this game. Um, it is what it is. You haven't played it, and I can't imagine you ever will. Um, I, it's not the sort of game I would play, even if it was a good, even if it was the best version of that game that it could have been. I I've heard that it's a real shit show, though. The Switch got The Witcher Three. I hear that's getting mixed reviews on the Switch. I think that it runs at all is magical, but why would you? I suppose is the. Uh, I know, it's, I know in no way, shape or form would it be a game for you, but I imagine you have seen the absolute train wreck that is WWE 2K20. They've all been train wrecks for ages. <laughs> um, That's had a fucking kick in of a game. The fact that they were like, did you pre-order it? Yeah, I did. Here's your money back. Uh, was it, it was an NBA game that got an absolute shooing in a similar kind of vein, though, wasn't it? If it just been completely grasping and awful. Something that... I must say, really surprised me. I think you got this game for free, which is why you played it. But it did surprise me when I mentioned it. Uh, we talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Coward Duty. I got it with my graphics card. Um, I played it because I wanted a, a game that looks good on a new graphics card. And I, I thought it was fine, actually. I enjoyed it. So my review of Call of Duty, which I, I think I've already reviewed, so I'll only go through it quickly, is it's a 50-50 game for me. The missions where you go uh, floor to floor, room to room, in a house, clearing the The building, house clearing stuff is great. In the new night vision goggles that they've got in the game. Mm. They should make a game of that alone. The, you fight with the rebels, you've got an AK-47. The pitched battles. You're in the desert. I don't care, and I can't stress it. There was a couple of bits that I... Honestly don't care. There was a bit where you play as a child as well, which I didn't really enjoy either mm. I thought they were kind of shit yeah I, there, was, there was points in that game that I really didn't enjoy I mean if I'd paid 50 quid for it yeah probably but I would never pay 50 quid for a Call of Duty game anyway so it's fairly uh... but for free a game I it was fine haven't played I don't know how to explain it uh, has had very good reviews I know it's available on Game Pass, which had a big pull. I don't know. Uh, the Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds is kind of next on my uh, to-do list. Um, again, I would pick it up on Game Pass as well, because it's, I think it's like a quid at the moment on PC. Um, it's made by Obsidian, um, and I hear it's pretty excellent from people who I know. I like it like an RPG. I think the thing that sold it to me, weirdly enough, is like, it's an RPG and it's like 20 hours long. It's like, give it to me then. I don't want a 50-hour RPG. Um, something that I heard recently, right? obviously it had a lot of good reviews and then just it kind of just disappeared. Um, something I heard recently was like, oh, it's really good at the start. I think it doesn't stick the landing. Right. I would still like to give it a go. And as you say, it's on Game Pass, so I see a little reason not to if give I, it a try. If I get Game Pass again at some point in the near future, I'll, I will certainly Because I'll it. pick up Game Pass and give that in Gears 5 a go, probably. Um, get, I'm, again, I'm not paying 50 quid for Gears 5, but for you know, a quid for the campaign, sure. Uh, 
Uh, a game that is in this house right now, but nobody has actually played, is Luigi's Mansion 3. I also have it in my flat and have not opened it yet. It has uh, fallen into the backlog. I hear it. I'm sure I will enjoy it. I've enjoyed Luigi's Mansions 1 and 2, and... Yeah, I hear it's Obviously, the best of the lot. I presume that you are thoroughly enjoying playing Red Dead Redemption 2 on the PC. I, Ed has warned me off it. You have warned me off it. Um, you, I believe you described it as my anti-game. It's possibly the worst thing you you personally can uh, Everything I hear about it says, oh, it's a very slow game. Very slow. Slow is the word you're looking for. Yeah, and what slow. that means is the mechanics of the game are slow. Do I, am I riding a horse? Yeah. Am I going to ride from here to there? Yeah. Am I going to do it slower than I could walk? In real life? Yeah. And that's why I didn't bother. Uh, no, I won't pick it up. I played the first Red Redemption, Red Dead Redemption and kind of enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. I didn't enjoy playing it. It was the best movie I was ever forced to play. Um, and Red Dead Redemption 2 looks lovely. And I like Cowboys. Um... I just wish it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah. A game that is... Uh, I mean, I honestly don't know what this game is. Um, is Death Stranding. It looks completely baffling and I would love to play it. Now then, I know that I'm going to lose you and other members of the audience at this point in time. I am currently playing Need for Speed. I have no strong opinions on Need for Speed. I do, because at this point in time, I, it, it, it's, it's, it's classic Need for Speed whilst giving you all the stuff that Need for Speed is known for now. So it's all the police chase stuff while simultaneously be buy car, upgrade, do race. Uh, that's also because I, I, as people who listen or watch the podcast will know, I don't ever give a full review of something that I'm currently playing games have a tendency to turn on you they can uh i say metro would be a good example of that because i if I, if you if you grabbed me in the first few hours of metro i probably would have given it a probably fairly glowing review mm. i feel like the first few hours like a really sort of nail it and then it's like go and be bored so i think i believe this is november of this year and at this point in time it's time to talk about what for me is getting my game of the year tag. Star Wars Jedi Fallen. Order. I really want to play this yeah, like super lots. Yeah, you do. Uh, but it's fifty-five quid on, and I cannot get it any real cheaper on the PC. And I'm not paying fifty-five quid for any game, but it looks really, really excellent. It is. It's it's a beautiful. And I never thought I'd hear myself saying that about an EA game. Apart from the Wookiees. The weird-looking Wookiees. That's just one of those things. The Wookiees are terrible, and they're inexcusable. Oh, the thing is, I want it to do well. The rest of it, it is beautiful. There are there are scenery in that game that is just who, who developed that beautiful. one? Beautiful. Respawn. Was it Respawn again? Respawn again. Wow. Yeah, it must be like EA's like Golden Child yeah, on, the, on the sly. So, the reason that it gets Game of the Year for me is because it's just a great game. It's hands down... A I really hear it's really well designed. I like it's got lots of kind of like Metroidvania Zelda. Like yeah. all the levels loop back on themselves yeah. in really clever ways. Yeah, they do. Um, the combat is apparently really rather good. Uh, the story's a bit damp, from what I hear. I, I don't have a lot bad to say about it. 
I think for me the interesting thing is that the the weird they decided to make uh, yet again a bold choice, which was we're going to make a Souls like Star Wars game, and you're going to make a, it's EA like making just a, a single player game, no microtransactions, no multiplayer. But it, it's got to be like to me at least it's somewhat heartening to see something like Anthem crash and burn, yeah. and something like. Um, was it Fallen Order? It is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Fallen Order. Fallen Order do uh, extremely well Which because that says to me, maybe customers don't want this thing that you're trying to push on them constantly. Yeah. EA are going to take a long, hard look at what they've got in front of them, and they're going to go. So that one that we put a lot of money into and we thought was going to do really well crashed and burned, and the game that goes against every single part of our 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 latest business model did really well. Now what do we do? We don't know what we're doing. Star Wars is, for me, the thing that I find the most interesting is just how many people are losing their mind about how hard it is. I finished it. Yeah, but you've been, play playing, you've been playing on Barbie mode. I don't care. I finished it. On Barbie mode. I finished it. But I, I would, that's definitely another one that I really want to give a go, but I have a feeling that one might keep its price for a while. Something, and I, I'm going to say something, and I'm going to try and keep as far away as I can from spoiling anything. But it's interestingly enough about spoilers. There are a couple of things in that game that they did very, very well to hide from the public. Because there's a point where I was like playing along, playing along, playing along, quite a way into the game, playing, playing, playing. And I'm like, and I actually said out loud while sat on my own, well, they bl- they did bloody well to keep that on a secret, because there are points in that game where it's like, well done. Oh, don't 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 spoil me, bro. Well done. There are things that were in not a single piece of advertisement. There are other things that even in ga- even in game videos where people were like reviewing the game, there there was things that weren't in it. It was like, well done. Um. That is my game of the year. I think, to be honest, console. I think I think it's going to be quite a lot of people's game of the oh, year sure uh, from the sound sure of things. And it came out obviously it came out late in the year, sort of fighting. It's the last taste in your mouth. That's the thing. It's like that's I, that's why I sort of went back over the year to make sure I wasn't uh, being uh, too. Uh, I I would happily tasty. say for me, Star Wars probably Devil May Cry. I think they're probably the, the sort of... The yeah, I would go with EDF5, even though I know that's not everyone's sort of pick. But going by how much fun I had, I can only go with EDF5. Go with Devil May Cry 5, I think, as uh, second uh, second in line there. As, as far as VR is concerned, obviously, like I've said, Arizona Sunshine, but I gave all those mentions to other things. Yeah, and um, I'll go with the Observation as being my third in line then, as being... Um, that's three very, very different experiences I've got there as well, which is nice for a year. Obviously, I gave a, a, a mention to Control. I do truly believe that if I'd have been either A, a better game player, or B, something I believe that should be definitely put into VR games, but also put into other games, is that you should be able to knock the difficulty down and keep going until you get it to a level where you personally can play it. I'm not asking for that in a Dark Souls game because Dark Souls isn't for me. But I, if I've paid money for a game, I want to be able to finish I it. I think this, this, this is, I mean, this is in and of itself a discussion. Because um, I know the same was said of Sekiro. Like, why doesn't this have difficulty settings? And the argument, which I agree with for what it's worth, is that the intended spirit experience is this difficulty. Um, 
you're supposed to, you know, the adversity is part of the experience. In the same way, I wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't like dumb down a film. Just, you know, it's just like if a film is is the way it is, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know, make it, you wouldn't dumb it down so that everyone could enjoy it. That just is what it is. And to say, yeah. I, I, I would reckon I wouldn't dumb down a book so that everyone could read it. Sometimes a game or any kind of media having requiring some level of adversity and some level of challenge is part of the experience. I get all that, and I'm fine with all that. But what it has done for me is it's meant that, especially in VR, uh, but definitely in the case of Control, I never finished that game, and that game was going in straight in at number one for me, and then I had to move I'm off still- to the side. And there was no you would it was, you couldn't knock it down any uh, any any further. No, that's that's, that's kind of annoying. It was, and that's what I mean. There are VR games that I've bought, played, got so far and gone. This game is too hard. There's nothing you can do about it because v, VR games don't often have a difficulty setting. So it's that difficulty, and if you can't do it, that's that game done. But you've paid the money for it. Um, I was at this point in time, we're now hitting December. I know for you, you wanted to discuss Halo Reach. Yeah, I mean, Halo Reach is just kind of a... It's not really a new game, but it's a... Uh, it's nice to have Halo on the PC. Um, even if we've only got Reach so far, but the rest of them are supposed to come in uh, during, the year, during the year. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Halo Reach is just a really, really well, well-made well uh, game. The, all the multiplayer's there, all the single-player campaign is still there. Um, and it just show kind of shows it's like Bungie when they were at the sort of the height of their powers. I was still saying not quite as good as Halo Three and um, ODST, um, but still a really good game. Uh, and you, so we're getting Halo One and Two and Three, and uh, and maybe someone cares about Halo Four somewhere in the world. A game you and I have both spoken about, and that is certainly a game that at the moment it becomes available, although it's not listed here as being on console, which I find interesting. Uh, Darksiders Genesis. Hey, I believe it's already out on PC. It is, according um, to this. And I would love to play it. It's just a bit pricey for what it is. Mm. It's about 27 quid, and for a twin stick shooter, that's quite expensive. It's had some really decent reviews, really though. reviews. Uh, a game that I'm interested in that's, uh, again, only listed here on, on PC, but I'm sure is coming out on console, is uh, Vampire the Masquerade. That's in the new one? The new one. I think that's a what? Isn't that a... That can't be out yet, surely. Uh, it comes out uh, today. Wow. I didn't realise it was that. Uh, I That feels like that's been... I've been waiting that for a while. Because I played the original uh, Vampire the Masquerade uh, Bloodlines from back in... I want to say 2004. I did. Um, yeah, and I don't know how well that game has aged. My thoughts are they probably brought not... It, they brought the whole thing up to... Yeah, yeah, I know they love it, but it'd be interesting to see a how well that's done. Oh, I've just thought of the, ob- of the other obvious game that's been punted into uh, next year that we somehow managed to miss, which is Cyberpunk, of course. Uh, I think they're holding that off. They're saying it will definitely be on the next generation of consoles. I think they've, they've basically said that now. Um, that that's not coming out any time soon. I, I thought that was supposedly being released in March. I don't think so. I think they've basically gone, it ain't happening, people. Wait for the new console and, and play it as your first game. Um, so that's a bit of a shame. Um, from my perspective, obviously I'll give you my game of the year, uh, or games of the year. I don't know if you've got any... Uh... No, like I said, my top three this year would go to EDF 5, uh, Devil May Cry 5, and um, 
Uh, control. Not Control. Uh, observation. I would like to play Control, though. For me, uh, Star Wars, uh, Devil May Cry 5, and Arizona Sunshine. So, a nice cross set. But th- there was a lot of different types of games in those uh, in that list there, which is quite heartening. Um, and even then, there were a lot of other good games I played this year. Uh, I, like Resi 2 managed to get bumped out of the top three, which I... There was games I played and I enjoyed. Um, and hell, a lot of those games you've mentioned there, I haven't even managed to play yet. Like I say, I think you will thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy Control and Star Wars. I think they're, they're going to be the games that you will go back and go, yeah, they were the games of that year. Um, unfortunately, like I say, the way the difficulties work, um, I felt that because you got to think that I got so far through control, so the difficulty must have been right for me up to a point. It was just I, I don't do well with okay you you like checkpoint systems and things like that. I got I had a game on on the VR and the checkpoint system was awful. A, a bad checkpoint, a bad a bad checkpoint uh, like in games can destroy a game yeah. if it's like the like. Ludicrously far apart save points and, and, and checkpoints. Control had done really well. It was like here's a checkpoint, and then you'd progress forward, and it like, and here's another one, and it would progress forward, and here's another one, and that system worked perfectly well up until here's your checkpoint, and you've got to go around and up some stairs and into a room, and then it's like set of bad guys, set of bad guys, set of bad guys, and I'm like okay right, right. and then it was. This set of bad guys here are all going to shoot you at once, and I'm like, well, that's that's. There's nothing I can do about that. I can't change that happening, and I can only I can only fight and attack one bad guy at a time. So that's it. Well done. I, it was it was it was a mind. Is 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 the worst like um, video game sin of which there are many. This could probably be a podcast in and of itself. The the worst video game sin. The ridiculous difficulty spike last boss. Yeah. That stops you finishing the game. That's what it felt like. It felt like the difficulty was doing sort of that. You know when you like the game gets harder but your abilities go in line with the difficulty. So control did that. So that's like your ability and then the game would go up and you get another ability. And the game would go up, you get another ability. You get a, a different configuration for your gun, which means you means you can do the and it just did that all the way through. And then it went, and I was like, what have "Usually, you done? it's the other way around where you can get a like, where you can what like you build a character. Uh, usually, you outstrip the game's difficulty. I find a lot of the time. Look, look, look Rage Two being perhaps the most uh, obvious offender. Wow. Offended, offended a lot of ways. Wow, why would you end on that? Rage Two, don't play it. Don't play it. Play Star Wars instead, uh, and then talk about talk online about how hard of a game it is. Or you can do like a friend of mine did, who, are, who will remain nameless at this point in time, who uh, went, well, the game said you could go anywhere. It did say that, but it also told you to not go to certain places. So why did you go there first? Well, it said you could go anywhere. Yes, and it told you not to go to those places. Oh, well, I wanted to get this. So you wanted to cheat, is what you mean. Don't do that. Or do it and accept the consequences of what you uh, tried to do. made the game harder intentionally and then complained the game was too hard. Do that. That's a good idea. So, yeah, I, I, I will pick it up once, um, once it's a bit cheaper. Uh, which might be a while. I think it... uh, and, yeah, anything... Because any, it took... It's taken me... It took until, like, maybe... I think it was... 
October for Metro Exodus dropped to a price I was happy with. Beat uh, Pete, I know complaining about the Epic Store is exactly a new thing, but one of the big things is that yeah, games stay expensive forever. Yeah. And it's, it yeah, does feel sure. like they've been held hostage. Whereas on Steam, it's like have it for like a quid. Why not? I'll be trolling the sales. Like I say, there is like things like Resident Evil and stuff like that that I want to get and want to play, but I'm not prepared to pay certain prices. Um, so we'll see. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Right, thank you very much, Mr. Muscroft. Thank you for coming. Bye, and Thank everybody. you for watching and listening. Me get out of this chair. Cheers, thank you, bye. So there you go, what do you think of that? That's that done, the year of games 2019 is gone. We have picked our favourite games of the year, given you an overview of all the games of the year, talked a little bit of VR, and put a bow on it, I guess. So there, that's that, 2019 done. Looking forward to seeing what 2020 brings, and uh, yeah, getting, getting into the games. YouTube watchers, make sure you YouTube subscribers, like, share and comment. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there, send us some love. Tell you what, why don't you send us what your game of the year was, see if you agree with us, disagree or what. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.